episode 20, 2-0. Who would have thought, eh? Who would have fucking thought? Um, shit, 20, the big 2-0, my, halfway to 40. I heard somewhere once the metronome's playing on this thing and he's super annoying. Sorry, I'm going to stop that. Um, I heard somewhere once, I don't know if this camera's level. No, it's not. I'm going to have to move it. Move the... There we go. Um, yeah, I heard somebody once it. It's 40 episodes and then you're legit. It's not until you get to episode 40 that your podcast is solidified. So still got, I'm halfway there, halfway there. A little bit more work to do, a little bit more uh, talking trash to get to get to that point of being uh, legit. But you know what? We're, we're, we're halfway there. Next week, we'll be more than halfway there. Unless I record a double length one right now, that'll make me more than halfway which i like it's actually one of my strategies whenever if if you're ever exercising right and you've got say five or six say six rounds of like something that sucks or you know just for example keep it simple six rounds of like a 20 cal air bike sprint with a minute rest i always just mentally try and get past you know i'll put try and get more than halfway so i'll try and get four rounds done then it's like Oh, you can take a bit of a breath and you know you've only got to suck it up for two more. So for me, getting over the halfway point is always the best. Prime example, today, right? It was horrible weather outside um, and I was like, I don't really want to ride. I was going to ride my TT bike and then I looked at the radar and I was like, mm, I'm not riding outside. So I decided to ride on the trainer and I had 90K. So I was like, oh, it's going to take me about three hours. So I jumped on the trainer and started riding and I wanted to get off. I hate it. I hate riding on the trainer. It fucking sucks. And the worst part was for the first like hour and 20, it was beautiful outside. Like it was cold, but there was no rain. And I was like, you know what? I could be riding out there. I could be actually, I could be out there in that weather, riding around in the freedom of nature and not be stuck here on the trainer. And then it started to piss down and I was like, you know what? I'm pretty happy inside. I'm pretty happy chilling, you know, undercover, not having to do with the rain, but not the point of the story. The point of the story is, I forgot. No, uh, the point of the story is, I actually did forget. What are we talking about? There's a pimple on my arm. Um, shit, I'm sorry. I completely forgot. Ah, <sighs> wonderful. If this was live, at least someone could yell it out to me and yell out from the audience and be like, hey, dude. Um, you're talking about this, you know, this and that. That's right, over the halfway mark. Yeah, so I was like, I wanted to get off after the first half an hour. And I was like, nope, get to an hour. And I was like, it's going to take me roughly three hours. You know what? Split it up. Hour, get off, have something to eat, take a break, get back on. Another hour, get off, you know, and then do the last hour. And then I was like, you know what? No, I want to get more than halfway done. So I did. I ended up getting, I got to like an hour and a half and I was like, I was initially in my thought, I was like, I'm going to change this session because I was meant to do a 90K ride and a 12K run. And then I was like, I hate this trainer so much. I need to break it up. So I was like, you know what? I'll ride 60, run six, then I'll ride 20, run four, then ride 10 and run two. And then I got to 60K. I got to the 60K mark, which was like an hour 40 in and it started to absolutely piss down. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to stay on the bike for the rest, for the 90. So yeah, I got to like just over two hours, got off, had a break, over the halfway mark, got back on, only had an hour left. It was great. And then I ran in the rain, uh, which was, <laughs> I finished my ride and it wasn't ra- it wasn't raining for the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes of my ride. And I was like, this is fantastic. I was looking outside. I was like, you know what? I'll get out there. I'll make my, my transition smooth, fast. I'll get out there and fucking hit the run ASAP. And then as soon as I finished my ride, it started pissing down. And the wind chill was fucking cold. And I was like, oh, man, I have to run in this. I have to run 12K. And, uh, like, there was no substitute for it. Because I was like, I could have done an extra hour on the bike. But there was no way in hell I was going to do that. Because I was done with the fucking trainer. So I had to run 12K in the rain. And, um... Yeah, you know what? I just sucked it up and went out there. Like, I've done it hundreds of times before. Um, and I was running in the rain and I was like, I just started smiling and laughing, like smiling to myself and laughing. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I always find myself here. I always find myself in the middle of a freezing cold rainstorm, like wearing fucking uh, bike shorts that are like tight as, 
soaked through with sweat and rain and a t-shirt that is sticking to me because it's so wet i was like i always find myself here and then i always end up running without a shirt on because it's pointless and because i'm like running hot but yeah i always i was like i just started smiling and laughing to myself i always find myself in situations like this you know in the rain no one else is out just me and the rain and i was like you know what this is what it's about this is what i enjoy i enjoy this shit i enjoy being out there when no one else is out there like the difference is like i could have done that while riding and i would probably feel the same way but i don't like riding in the rain it's not safe um running's fine but riding's not like i don't i just feel, don't feel safe riding in the rain i ride ride heaps slower it's just not as i don't know it's risky there's a, the risk for reward is way higher or way worse uh, when you're riding in the wet than when you're running in the wet obviously because if you come off on the bike you're doing 40 you're fucked whereas running you, what are you gonna do so i always feel like super super above the world if you will while running in the rain it was fucking awesome um got it done got caitlin to pick me up as usual because i didn't want to run all the way back home and then, yeah, I went to fucking Zen Den, got a coffee and a treat. It was delicious. Um, what else happened? I may as well go into what happened during this week. What did I do? Training was fucking good this week. Sorry, there's this pimple on my arm that I'm going to try and squeeze. I don't know if you guys are like me, but I have to... I just If there's a pimple and I know it's there, I have to get rid of it. All right, got it. It's all good. Move on. Carry on the show. Um, yeah, this week was good training week. Um, I was fucking... I did train legs because I, I could only fit in two strength sessions this week with the way my Ironman programming works. I was doing double sessions every day. So I was like, uh, the only way I can fit in a strength session is to do it on Monday. So the mo- yeah, it was Monday. So I did. I did it on Monday. Um, trashed my leg. No, it was, might have been Monday or Tuesday, whatever. I trashed my legs for the whole week. It was great. Um, I just did legs. Did a bit of hinge as well as squat. And then I trained again, did upper body last night because that's when I could next fit it in. And boy, oh boy, I'm sore today. It's only just started setting in over the past couple of hours. So I reckon tomorrow will be tomorrow will be even more interesting. Tomorrow will be even more interesting. Tomorrow will be even more interesting um, with that. But yeah, this week was good. I hit the sauna hard a couple of times. Yesterday, it was weird. I managed to rip out 30 minutes, no problem, on Monday, I think. And then Tuesday, yeah, wasn't too bad. Then yesterday, I struggled so much. I put a bit of water on the sensor, so it made the heat, uh, made it think it was cold, made it think it was cooler in there than it was, so it dialed up the heat. And I was sitting there, and I got to like 20 minutes, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to get out. And I was like, oh, go to 23 minutes. It's not 25, but it's not 22. It's a little bit little bit more than 22. So I was like, go to 23. Anyway, I ended up doing 25. I got out, and I was like, i got to sit down. So I sat down for like two minutes to try and collect my shit, because... I was going to black out. It was rough. The sauna is like, I don't know. It's one of those things that it catches up so quick. You do like, do 20 minutes or you can do 15 minutes, no problem. Then you do like another five. And then when you hit the 20 minute mark, especially when it's hot, you're like, this is going down. This is going south pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, that was fun. I'm getting back into that, which is good. I always do it. I think I mentioned last week. I do it just to get rid of the chlorine out of my skin because I hate the itchiness and the, the smell of it. It's, it's horrible. So I do that for that. Um, yeah, like I said, on the trainer today, didn't want to. I hate the trainer. I hate the trainer for longer than... I hate the trainer for sessions that aren't intervals because intervals are over quickly because it sucks, it hurts, and then you get a rest period and then it hurts and then you get a rest period then it hurts and you get rest and then you're done. Whereas if I'm doing, like I did today, 90Ks on the trainer, it's like, I mean, it hurts at times, but you, most of the time you're just, you know, cruising along, um, cruising along to the the course on Zwift, which is on my laptop. So it's not, um, yeah, it's not super interesting, but you know what? I got it done. I was lucky Rogan put out the podcast he did with Snoop Dogg this morning or today or last night, whatever, and I watched that and man, it's entertaining. It is, yeah, so like... 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's long. It's long as shit. I was just lucky that I spent three hours on the trainer. So I had time to listen to it and watch it. Um, otherwise, that probably would have taken me a few few days to consume. But it's good. It's worth the, worth the watch. Um, I did this this week. I, think, <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if anyone else does this shit, right? So I, um, I had a swim on Monday. Um, hang on. I just need to get my notepad out. 
so I can write shit down when it happens. Just so I don't have to, it doesn't take me, it's just so it doesn't take me as long to go back through and um, like clip up the video, one thing, and make marks because make marks so you know where to skip to if you want to skip shit. Um, it's funny because I wrote down the times for like um, where to skip to stuff and YouTube automatically categorizes it. I just wrote it in the notes and I uploaded the video to YouTube and copied the notes and it automatically like clipped it up so you could skip to certain parts, um, which was fucking cool. So I'm gonna keep doing that. Um, the video took ages to upload. It took so long, it took like three days. So I don't know whether I want to keep the quality super high for the YouTube video or whether I knock it down a bit, but it, um, yeah, it took so long to upload. I was like, I was sitting there like, is it done yet? And then it wasn't cool story. But what I was going to say, I fucking forgot again. You wouldn't believe it, would you? No, that's right. Um, yeah. What I was going to say is, I wonder if any of you guys actually do this. Okay. I had a swim earlier this week. Um, and I, it was, I swam three Ks. I swam three Ks, but my watch recorded it as three Ks or 3,025 meters. Um, I didn't do the extra 25. I did exactly 3,000 meters. And that was like in the back of my head all week. Like got to, I finished Wednesday. I finished Thursday's swim and I was like, shit, I should have done an extra 75 to make it, you know, bump it up to make it a hundred. And then, or I should have done an extra hundred to make it, you know, an extra hundred, like I should have balanced it up. Anyway, I got to Friday and I was like, you know what? I've got to fix this. I've got to fix the universe. So I, what I did was at the end of the session, I was like, you know what? I'm going to swim an extra hundred meters, but I'm going to stop my watch at 75 so that I, you know, record the full hundred, the full hundred, including the 25 from Monday and the 75 from Friday. And I balanced the universe. So overall I did 9,100 meters for the week. Um, I just had to balance it. Otherwise it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be fit. wouldn't be right. I'd look back and see that week and I'd be like, I cheated myself 25 meters. Not good enough. Plus I don't like looking at 25, 75, um, or 50. I like it to be a hundred. So like if my swim was 3,025 or 3,050 meters, I would swim an extra 50 or an extra 75 just to make it look, make it look better. Tied up in a neat bow. Um, yeah, I wonder if anyone else does that that kind of shit. I don't do that with running. I usually just run more. Like I'll always run 200, 300, 400 meters more. And if I'm at like, if it's say a 14.6K run, I'll run to 15. Um, even if it's 14.5, I'll weigh it up. Like I'll, I'll probably run further out just so that I'm forced to run that little bit extra on the way back and, you know, get that extra K or get it to that next full kilometer which is wild because I know there are people that, um, you know, would do a f- that 500 meters would be their whole exercise. Whereas for me, it's like, ah, you know, just, just check some balances, just pull it up to the next level. Um, happy days, make it look even, which is crazy, which is, yeah, fucking bonkers for me to think that. Um, even with my riding, same deal. I'll, I just I'll always try and overshoot because I would I feel much better about myself if I ride if I rode 20 minutes more than I was supposed to I would feel so much better about that than if I fell like three minutes short <laughs> because I can't undershoot things it's not it's not right it's just not right you know it's just not it's just not where it's supposed to be um right before starting this podcast all right I wonder this I feel like this is a prominent problem these days I was sitting here procrastinating the start because that's what I like to do best. And I was like, I just started scrolling through reels and looking at stuff. And yeah, I got stuck in a hole for like five or 10 minutes. I had to pull myself out. I was like, what are you doing? Start the fucking podcast, dickhead. Just pull yourself out of it. Like, I know reels are super addictive and some of them are pretty funny and some of them, like, they just hook you. Once the algorithm gets you, it's hard to pull out. It's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to pull yourself out. But um, you gotta, you gotta fucking rip out. You can't just sit there in this, you know, mindless loop of fucking entertaining videos. Although they are entertaining, you gotta rip yourself out. So I did that. I managed to pull myself out. But it got me thinking. I was like, it's it's pretty crazy, isn't it? That you can 
like this little phone, this little phone, this little device, this little thing here can get you and trap you in a mindless zombie state for ages. Like for me, it was only five minutes. Don't worry. I've had like times where I've been caught for like half an hour and I'll be like, what are you doing? You've just achieved nothing. Just wasted your time. Your time. But like, I'd imagine there are a lot of people that get caught in that kind of shit for so long, dude. So long. Um, which is crazy. And it's not like Instagram, you know, tries to prevent that. Instagram encourages it. Like I was listening to, I can't remember whether it was a podcast or whether it was, um, sorry, I can't remember yet whether it was a podcast or whether it was like a video or a fucking movie or something, ironically, probably on YouTube. And it was just talking about um, how all these social media companies are just trying to fight for your attention and fight for your time because the less time you spend engaging in Instagram or Facebook or now it's called Meta, the less time you spend engaging on their platforms and engage on YouTube, the better it is for YouTube. So YouTube just looks at your life, your your day as divided, by, divided up into 24 hours and they're like, all right, cool. How do we get them to watch our things for the longest amount of time? How do we get them to spend, you know, most of that 24-hour period engaging with our shit and not Facebook and not Instagram? So then that's what that's where the algorithms work. So with Instagram, it's like, and you watch, you start watching Reels, Instagram's like, how do we keep them here? How do we keep them from watching our shit and stop them from going and engaging on YouTube? Um, yeah, so you're just treated like a fucking zombie um, or, or a puppy or... You know, they just wag a bone, they're like, come here, buddy, come here. And you come over there and you sit there and in front of the TV and you just watch it until they tell you you're done or until you come to your own senses or until you get hungry. Um, yeah, crazy, profound, scary, if you, if you will. Imagine, see, then what happens if we get chips put in our brain? Then there's no like, oh, I don't need that. It's like, it's in there. So if they decide to like catch you and loop and keep looping shit for you, how are you supposed to get away from that? You can't. It's in your brain. Locked in. You're caught. No escaping. Wild. Um, the, uh, so, no surprises there. The vegan podcasts I put out didn't do as well as the other ones. wonder why that is, eh? I, um, I'm going to share, <laughs> I'm going to share, when I finish here, I'm going to share one of the clips from last week's episode. And if you listen to last week's episode, you'll probably know what clip it's going to be. It's the one where I call people out for, um, you know, not being vegan and how like it's just wrong and how it's morally bad um, to just <clears throat> allow for animal slaughter. So we'll see how that goes down. It'd be interesting to see if it gets buried. There's a few, like, I've noticed lately, there's a few, like, stories and stuff that I'll share that get buried on the Instagram. Interesting. I wonder why. I wonder what criteria they are running off these days. Um, but, yeah. Cool story, Hansel. Uh, what what else What else do I got? I said, so last night for dinner, right? I, so, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack this. These are amazing, by the way. Low Bros, Kombucha the best on a hot day today's not a hot day but you know what i'm gonna have one anyway fizzy delicious if i could open it oh yeah that sounds good doesn't it um yeah went to woolies on friday and they have these cool this is woolworths in altham i don't know if they do it anywhere else but at the end of like the fruit and veg aisle they have these cool gourmet displays of like one of them was tomatoes and they had like several different types of tomatoes cherry tomatoes weird looking tomatoes black tomatoes it was crazy and all like self serve so the cherry tomatoes weren't in plastic containers which is a win they were like self-serve so you bring a bag and you fill your bag up with them and then they had another aisle with potatoes and they had like several different types of potatoes and i was like well i know what i'm having dinner on uh on friday night so I bought a bunch of Hawaiian sweet potatoes, which if you haven't seen them before, they're, they're, they're fucking beautiful on the inside. They're like, they're white on the outside and you peel them. And then when you cut them up, they're like white and uh, purple marbled together. It's, they're fucking awesome. They taste cool. Taste really good. I made a mashed potato with them. I also roasted some. And then I bought these other potatoes that were red. They were like as red as beetroot. Even like they were moist like beetroot. But they tasted exactly like normal white potatoes. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is insane. 
you could get so creative with that kind of shit. They were super expensive though, like $9 a kilo. Um, I put them through as uh, normal potatoes, but <laughs> we'll keep that one between just you and me. The um, Yeah, they're fucking delicious. They taste like normal potatoes. And they're red, bright red, like um, uh, beetroot. Yeah, full on. But they were delicious too. And then I bought this other weird animal looking, this weird alien, alienistic looking fruit vegetable from Coles the other day and I really like found out what it was called after I cooked it I like I didn't know I couldn't figure out what it was called I thought it was an artichoke or a variation of artichoke and I think they actually named it incorrectly at Coles because I remember there being artichoke in there but beside the point I put it out the other day uh, yesterday to find out what it was called I didn't get any answers back until today and it's a kohlrabi um and I Googled it. This was after I'd cooked it, mind you. So how I cooked it was, I was like, great. It's round. I'm going to chop it up and put it with some Brussels sprouts and roast it with some oil, salt, and pepper. That's how I cooked it. And then I Googled it today after finding out what it was called. And the first thing that it says is, peel it very thoroughly as the skin is quite tough and indigestible. And I was like... I didn't have any stomach pains. So does that mean that I'm, I have like an iron stomach? Does that mean my stomach's like invincible? Because I didn't feel any, like I didn't feel sick or anything at all. And apparently it's indigestible. So I digested it. Fucking superhuman over here. Maybe it's because I drink so much kombucha. My guts are just like primed and ready to digest. <laughs> Sorry. And I yeah, I was um so I want to get on to a more serious note, right? This is a very serious discussion. I can't remember where it came up, but the, the topic of test tube babies came up and like by test tube I mean what are they called? IVF, I think. Um yeah, IVF babies came up. And then the, the phrase test tube babies came up and I was like, man, um, I wonder what that would be like, you know, growing up in a tube because think about it. Like, I mean, I know you don't grow, grow up your whole life in a tube, but for me, my mind was test tube baby. My mom, my mind went straight to like the clone tubes where people are like, they grow up in the, in those fucking giant tubes where they become, you know, normal sized people where clones are grown. Like, that's how I'd imagine it. If you're a test tube, if you're, you know, made from a test tube, do you grow up in a fucking, a tube, like a, a giant clone tube, and then one day you're like born, and then you're like, cool, I'm a person now. You don't actually grow up in a womb. I don't know. That's where my, men, my mind went straight away. And I was Googling to find out what a clone tube was called. Because um, I was like, I wonder if it's a clone tube or if it's something else. And I Googled clone tube. And you will never guess what the first suggested question was. It was, is cloning illegal? And I was like, I didn't even know cloning was possible. Yet, it is already illegal. It is already illegal. And it's, I don't even know if it's possible. I'm actually going to check if it's possible because um, that's something I didn't go into. Is cloning possible today? Oh, here we go. There, are, there is currently no solid scientific evidence that anyone has cloned human embryos. Damn it. That would have been cool. Imagine having a bunch of clones. Like, you could get away with so much shit. You could, you could do so many things if you had a bunch of clones. But then, like, would you get jealous? Would you get jealous of your own clone? If you had, like, if there were, like, a hundred years... If you cloned a hundred versions, like let's keep it realistic, sorry. Let's keep it realistic. If you clone 10 versions of you, right? And you're like, cool, let's go do all this stuff. Let's go tick all these boxes. You know, I want to do this. One person want to get really smart. One person really strong. One person really fit. Uh, you're going to, you know, follow up this business. You're going to follow up this business. Great. Let's go. One, two, three, break. What happens if one of you becomes super successful and the other one's like, Eh, aren't that great and then like the real you is like isn't as success isn't as successful as the one of the clones like are you gonna get jealous of the clone and like fucking take it out and kill it to take its place or would you be super happy and then the clone would become its own person 
Would the clone become its own person? These are the big questions that we need answered. These are the big questions we need to answer before we start cloning people. Far out. That's crazy, man. But it's crazy, dude. That's a topic for that fucking um, that segment when I bring that shit back. Wild. So clones, eh? Interesting. Um, I can't remember if I've told this story before, but I had I mentioned it to someone while I was in the sauna. It was about like running in the dark. So where I run, there's this. This is not the story that I'm going to tell, but this is the story that preambled that story that I'm going to tell in a second. Where I run, right? It's um, there's this girl that runs at stupidly early mornings, stupidly early in the morning. At like this is before it started. This is before daylight saving, so it was dark. She would be running at like five o'clock, five thirty in the morning, pitch black with these headphones on, the double over ear headphones. No torch, in complete darkness, just running along by herself. And I was like, that's fucking wild, man. Like, I don't even like running in, in the darkness. And she's out there just fucking running along with double headphones. I don't wear headphones when I run at night but in the dark because I like to know what's going on around me. She wears double earphones and has no light. That's fucking bonkers, dude. I fucking, I'm terrified, terrified for her, like... I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend doing that. No, 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 no. no. Um, but that's not the point. The point is, I remember running along that trail, and it was complete darkness. I've probably mentioned this before when it happened, but I was running along, right? Complete. It was dark. I had my torch, and I was running. And then I got to this. I was running along the track, and there were these two kangaroos. One was up a little bit on the ledge, and one was on the path. And the one that was on the path kind of ran off. And, you know, disappeared into the bushes. And then I was like, cool, kept running. And then the run on the top of the ledge decided to come down and, like, meet me on the path. And I was like, fuck, took a left, hid behind a tree. And the kangaroo followed me to the tree. And I was like, no, I just want to keep running. Um, Like, it was stupid o'clock in the morning, dark, foggy. I was like, I don't want to be here. I just want to keep, just let me fucking run. And I peeked my head around the, the tree and it was still there. It was just standing there looking at me. And I was like, dude... I was being very courteous because I know whenever I see animals, I don't like to shine my bike light in their eyes because it's like bad. Like imagine getting hit with high beams when you've been looking at darkness for, you know, all night. Like that's the last thing you want. And I was like, don't upset it by flashing your light in its eyes. Um, So I was sitting there behind the tree. I was like, how do I get out of this? Because I've been chased by a kangaroo before and it's not fun. It's terrifying because they're pretty quick. Um, so I was like, how do I get out of this? And I was like, you know what? I have a great idea. I'm going to start barking. So I started barking like a dog, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it like, and I checked and it was still there. I was like, fucking hell, it's not moving. So I was like, I'm going to have to give it some, like I had to get, I had to like suck in some deep breaths and then I had to give it some big, big, big barks. And it eventually, you know, nicked off enough for me to get out. And I was convinced that it didn't leave because it was scared. I'm convinced that the kangaroo left because it was like, this guy's weird. I feel uncomfortable being around him. I'm going to go and eat grass somewhere else. And then just, you know, then he just fucking, he just bounced. He was like, fuck this dude, I'm out. Um, Yeah. And then like while running the rest of that run, I was thinking about kangaroos, obviously, as I've been chased before, and it's not fun, it's terrifying, even if a small one, like, them motherfuckers can gut you, they can, they can kill you, pretty easily, um, so, I was like, this, I wonder if any kangaroos have realized that they have that potential, and like, what if they did realize, what if one day a kangaroo, like, was in a situation with a person like me, and like, instead of me barking to scare it off, I decided, no, fuck this guy. I'm going to go out and just chase him and scare him off. What if it turned around and just fucked the human up? Like, got him, got him, got him real good. And the human was just laid out on the ground. And the kangaroo was like, it's pretty easy. I didn't have to do much. What if he went back to his kangaroo gang and was like, guys, um, you know those things that we see running around all the time? Really obnoxious, loud, always with fucking these drinks in their hands, talking shit. We can take them out pretty easy. They're not that hard. We're scared of them. But when they're not in their cars, they're 
pretty fucking easy to to kill. Um, what if he went back and said that to all his kangaroo mates, and his kangaroo mates were like, "Really? I'm gonna have have a crack." And then they start going out and like start to realize, and the the, the energy starts to shift. But then the like then obviously the kangaroo government turns around and says, "No, no, 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 none of this woke bullshit. Like we've got to shut this down." And then those kangaroos all of a sudden get hit by cars. Whoa! They get pushed out in front in the in the fucking darkness, and game over. I wonder if that's happened in the kangaroo ground in the kangaroo underworld. Guess we'll never know. But it that also that then led me to think about animals communicating and how they communicate and we assume that animals communicate the same way as us right we assume that they would communicate by noises coming out of their mouth would we would we not but think about it like think about in the in the context of dogs or cats mainly dogs because i have two dogs um do you ever hear two dogs like barking at each other to communicate when they're just chilling? Like, no. The only time they bark is when they're trying to make loud noise for things in the distance. You never really hear two dogs bark at each other to communicate. So that led me to think, I was like, how do they communicate? Well, you sit there, like I've done it. You sit there trying to communicate with your dog. You're like, woof, 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 what are you doing? They... That, to them, probably means nothing. They probably, like, look up and they're like, what is this fucking guy talking about? Jesus. Like, what if they communicate telepathically? Unreal, unrealistic. Unrealistic for that one. But my, my theory, my topic, my theory on this one is they communicate. They communicate by scent and uh, body language. That's actually probably something I should Google live on the show. Hey, how do dogs communicate perfect dog communication is the transfer of information between dogs no shit as well as dogs and humans dog vocalizations or auditory communication can include barks growls howls whines whimpers screams pants sighs dogs also communicate via gustatory communications utilizing scent and pheromones i knew it See, they do make noise, yes, but they also communicate via scent. Um, dogs communicate in many ways and so quickly that we must learn these signals if we are to understand how they interact. Dogs greet one another with a familiar pattern, circling one another and sniffing each other's muzzle, then genital area. Body signals are the next important communication method. So, yeah, everything I said, I was basically spot on. And I promise I didn't Google this shit before. Just, you know, I'm just in tune. I'm just in tune with nature. It must be because I'm a vegan. Um, yeah, fucking crazy though, right? Like we assume that everyone communicates the same, as way as, same way as us because we think we're the best, right? Because humans are the best. We're the best at everything. But they say that, you know, if you were to throw a human conscience or a human mind in a dolphin's conscience or something like that, that we would... Like they would look at they look at us and think these guys are fucking stupid. Whereas if dolphin no sorry I fucked that up completely. Basically what they're saying is if you would put dolphin conscience in a human body, the dolphins dolphins would do way more than we've done because they're smarter than us. We're not as smart as them. It's just that they don't have hands. They can't do shit. They can just swim. They can't really pick up stuff and build stuff because they don't have the hands for it. Whereas we do. We're just dumb. Uh, but yeah, we assume everything communicates the same way we do, vocally. But it's not necessarily necessarily the case. Like, you know, how the fuck do you think ants communicate, dude? Like, I have a theory on how ants communicate, but how do you think ants communicate? They all do the, they, you know, they do what they're supposed to do. How do bees communicate? I guess they pro- no buzzing's their fucking wings. How do you think they communicate? My theory on that is insects and like small bugs and stuff communicate at a high frequency, like a super high frequency. I think I've mentioned that before. Um, like their voices are just super high pitched. We can't hear it. So high pitched that we can't hear it. But other animal, other insects and bugs and stuff can. So they're sitting there like screaming at the top of their lungs. And we can't hear shit. It's like when you're about to step on an ant or something. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then we can't hear it because it's so high pitched. I don't want to do it into the mic because I don't want to blow your fucking eardrums out. But yeah. Wild. 
wild. All that shit's just mind-boggling to me. Um, but yeah, cool, cool story. Oh, I need to take a breath. Hey, eh? I've been chatting nonstop. What's been going on with you guys, huh? How you been doing this week? Had a good week? Well, I'm going to give you two seconds. No. 10 seconds, 30 seconds. Tell me how your week's been. What have you been up to, huh? Enjoying the uh, enjoying everything being open back up if you're in Melbourne. Gym's open. I know I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying swimming. Uh, it's been really nice. Like, it's been, been sore. But that's everything, like, the first couple of hundred meters always... Um, Always gets me good. Always gets me real good. But, you know, after that, then it, like, everything breaks up and it feels good and I get in a good route, get, 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 good, get, in, get into a good groove. Um, yeah, far out. It's crazy we were locked down for that long. I'm crazy the weather this weekend too, hey. It's, like, it is so shit. I thought it was going to be good. Last weekend was fantastic. It was polar opposites. Last weekend's run off the bike, I almost died because I was dehydrated. And this weekend's run off the bike, like, it wasn't easy, but I had to run faster because I was so, there was so much water and it was so cold. I wanted to try and stay warm. Um, so I had to, you know, put the rocket boosters on and get out of there. Get the fuck out of there, you know? Crazy. I, um, so I go to Zenden frequently and they have these choc chip tahini cookies and vegan obviously and i was like they, they're so yum i was like you can't put tahini in a cookie but they're fucking delicious so i was like you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna try and make them i'm gonna have a crack so that's what i did yesterday made tahini cookies obviously because i'm not working at the moment um so i was like you know what because i'm rec- sorry this is i'm work- recording this on saturday the 13th of november i yeah made chuck chip tahini cookies and fuck they were pretty good i'll put up a video tonight on uh well actually it won't be tonight you will have seen it when i'm recording this hopefully if not go and check it out it's delicious and it's pretty simple um yeah made them whipped them all up so much sugar not healthy cookies delicious cookies um whipped them all up did it all and it was like i read the recipe and it was like yield is two dozen and i looked at the cookies that I had on the trail. I was like, I've got six. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck do you get two dozen out of this shit? So I chopped them in half. So I got 12. Anyway, long story short is they lasted about four hours. Um, and then they were gone because they were delicious. So I will be making more at some stage. Maybe tonight because I don't have to cook dinner because I left over roast potatoes and mashed potato and, you know, what is it called? The uh, kohlrabi, leftover kohlrabi to eat. So I'll be having that for dinner, which is yum. Um, how's my watch tan? Look at that. Delightful. I, um... Fuck, I forgot what I was going to say, dude. Lost my train of thought. Lost my train of thought. Wild. While I was running... That's that's what I was going to say. Big news. Big news out of my camp. I was talking to a mate, and we were just talking about stand-up and, like, you know, how, how it would be to do an open mic. And I've thought about it a lot. I've thought about it fucking heaps lately i'm just grabbing my covid toy to play with um yeah i've thought about it so much lately because i never realized it was something that i wanted to do i never thought of it as something i would want to, uh, that i wanted to do it just you know lived in my my head it just never occurred to me as something that i could do and i've just been thinking about it and i was talking to him and he's he's gonna go and do an open mic um sometime in the next couple of months and i was like Maybe I I think I'm going to do it. So I made the commitment. I was like, I want to do it by the end of the year. But then I realized we're already halfway through November. That gives me a month and a half to kind of write material long enough or write, come up with something good enough to go on stage. So um, I, oh shit. I, yeah, I think I'm going to try and do it. If it's not this year, it'll be the start of next year. Before the end of Jan, I'd like to go on stage and do something at like an open mic i think five minutes or whatever and just see what it's like get a feel for it go in there expecting to bomb and if i don't you know it's not the worst thing that's gonna happen to me i've already had it happen to me before you know in high school primary school um yeah but earlier on like i reckon i'll try it i reckon i'm gonna try and work you know i think I'd, i'd like to tell stories just some funny shit so that i reckon that kangaroo story 
might be might be something. So if I tell it a couple of times, ignore me, apologize. I'm just I might be trying to work out the wording for when I take it to the stage. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be one story that I try and go. I just got to figure out how to word it or, or weave it into some other shit. You know, I got to yeah, I got to figure out ways to weave it together. But I'm gonna. Big news is I'm gonna go and do an open mic. So fucking stay tuned. Hopefully it happens this year. I'm going to actually allocate like an hour or so or a couple of hours on a certain day and sit down and write stuff, write material, write jokes because like I have a lot of shit going on in here. Like I have, I actually have a notepad with one, two, three, four, five, six, six or seven, seven jokes um, written down that I've just thought of because they're stories that have happened to me. And I'm like, you know what? This is funny. I'm going to write this shit down. Um, but yeah, big news, eh? It's funny because I was never, ever good at public speaking when I was growing up. Never good. And like, I was thinking about it while I was running today too. I was never good at public speaking when I went up through high school, even like late primary school. I hated it. I was traumatized by it. And I was like, maybe that has links to when I bombed out in primary school. So I was thinking about it today. I was like, what did I go up there with my talent? What did I bring to the table? And I'm pretty sure, I don't think I even told a joke. I'm pretty sure I just got up there and started laughing like a psychopath which is wild because that um (laughs) can you imagine if you went to a show and the person on stage just started fucking laughing that's that's fucked that's some jim carrey shit you would think this guy's loopy as he can't be trusted that's how i did it though just got up there and started cackling um so i don't think i had any material which no wonder i bombed and then I think that's stuck with me and then that's the reason I am hated public speaking for so long but I was never good at it growing up. I would always like bury my head in my notes, never look up at the class, hated hated looking up at the class. I would always just bury my head in the notes and then, um, you know, just power through it. I'd, write, I'd read it out in practice. It'd be like, say, a six-minute speech and I'd be like, great, I'll read it. And when I was reading it at my desk, you know, I'd pause for effect at certain things and I would be like, all right, cool, you know, this, that, read it at a, at a good pace. And I'd be like, fucking awesome, six minutes on the dot, I'd get up there and I would just power through it like nothing else. I would just, I'd read it like, you know, the government, you know how they read um, the, those government messages at the end of it, like authorized by the Australian government, Canberra. That's how I read, that's how I'd read my speeches. I'd get up there and I would just power through it like that. I'd be like, trees are good because they're green and they produce oxygen and that's a great way to live and breathe. And then I'd be like, shit, I finished in three minutes and it was supposed to take me six. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Um, so I think part of that traumatization came from bombing when I was in primary school. Um, but yeah, never been good at public speaking, always just burn through it. And... I just don't know where it like where it will change because now I feel like I could do it great. I feel like I would. I don't really care that much. Maybe it's because maybe it's because now I've got confidence in myself. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know where it all changed because you know now I'm, I'm I feel like I could go up there and I don't really care what happens. Like if people don't think I'm funny, then that's great. I like I find myself funny. Yeah, that's all that really matters. I don't give a fuck what you motherfuckers think. Um, no, but like, I just don't, I don't feel like I don't take myself that seriously anymore. I used to be, you know, all in my head about it, but now I feel like I don't really care that much. And like, yeah, it just doesn't seem like such a big deal. Maybe like even this, even this podcast, I didn't think that it would be something that I would do. I didn't think that it'd be something I'd enjoy, but I do. I love it. I love talking to you guys. And now that I've got a fucking camera and I understand how to edit videos properly and put them together. I can talk to the camera and on the podcast and it's like I'm public speaking. Like, it's pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool, you know, way to do I said that, said that too many times. It's, it's a pretty good way to think. Like, and to think how far I've come is wild. Like, I used to get up on in front of the class and I would be like, I'd go bright red and I would just bury myself in my notes and I wouldn't want to look at anyone until I was finished. Um but now it feels like if you could, if you give me any topic, you give me a topic that I am half versed in, I could spin shit for 10 minutes on that topic, no sweat. 
I could just get up there and just talk shit about something for 10 minutes without fucking, you know, without missing a beat. All I got to do, it's the first, like, it, it'll, I'll win or lose it in the first minute or two minutes. All I got to do is find an angle and I am fucking on. Whereas back then, fuck no. Like, nowadays you tell me, you talk, you say, let's just use the example of trees, right? Let's see if I can do this live on the air, hey? If not, then... You know what? Rest in peace. Um, let's use the topic of trees, right? Let's see if I can spin shit for 10 minutes on trees. Oh, it's sad, really, because you look at how much, how many trees and stuff get chopped down for like animal agriculture, for everything, housing, the whole lot. Like, I listened to my parents talk about what the land used to look like back in their day. And it used to be fucking beautiful. Like they would, they said, yeah, we walk through paddocks of fruit trees and paddocks of just, you know, forests of trees to get to dams that were like public dams and stuff like that. They would fish for stuff in the dams and they'd walk back home, you know, pick fruit off the fucking trees. And it was just awesome. Whereas nowadays you look around, you're like, there ain't shit. There is no nice, no nice, no beautiful trees. No, you have to actually drive. You have to physically, unless you live like out where I live, you have to physically go and drive somewhere to see beautiful trees. Um, and it's because they've all been chopped down for people to put up houses and stuff. It's like, well, like, yes, I understand the fact that like a tree could get knocked over. Like there's a tree outside my bedroom that's been fucking chomped on by termites. And every time it gets windy, I look at it. I'm like, that bitch is going to fall down. Um... Thankfully, I've, you know, run the schematics on it and it doesn't look like it's going to hit my bedroom. Um, but, you know, it's, I was like, fuck, probably should chop it down. Like, I get a lot of people clear trees because they don't want them to fall on their house or fall on their cars or, you know, bushfires as well. But trees are beautiful. They allow us to fucking survive. I actually saw something pretty funny and it was like... Um, trees get all the credit for producing all the oxygen in the world when reality is it's actually microplankton that does you know i think 80 percent of turning carbon dioxide into oxygen whereas trees get all the credit um they're giant like if you've ever watched i think they mentioned it in a couple of uh in a couple of david attenborough's um fucking what's i call it his netflix documentaries or whatever they're like big big things, big patches of plankton that float in the ocean and they're responsible for, you know, churning most of the carbon dioxide and oxygen. Oh, but, yeah, trees are beautiful and I think it's funny that we chop all these trees down and then we have these giant tree planting, um, you know, fundraisers. It's like, yeah, come and plant a tree, it'll be great. It's like, well, fuck, if we stop chopping them down, we wouldn't have to keep planting them, would we? You know, it's fucking bonkers. But yeah, and I remember the like back in the day, I don't know if you guys got told this too, but it was like, don't use paper, you're using up all the trees. We're not using up all the trees for fucking paper, we're using them up for other shit. We're chopping them down to make way for fucking factories and farms and, you know, mines. Like, imagine, you, have you seen how big a fucking mine is? Imagine all the shit that gets, you know, chopped up to make way for a mine just so we can dig out coal or, you know, other minerals and shit like that. We don't, we're not losing trees because of um, the fucking paper we're using because I got a notepad that I want to write on. That's not chopping down all the trees. It's other shit that you just, you don't expect because we're not told that that's the reason. Like it's the same thing. It's like, oh, got to drink milk because it makes you strong. I don't drink milk. I'm pretty strong. I, well, I drink almond milk. Or not even almond milk. I drink soy milk, and I'm strong. And I don't have I don't have fucking boobies. Um, I do have pecs though. But you know what I mean. Like we're told things when we grow up. Oh, don't use paper because you know you're gonna waste the trees, or the trees will get chopped down. It's not it has nothing to do with it. I remember that that the, the same David Attenborough documentary. If you watch it on Netflix, the one about our planet. Um, I think it, a lot of the trees in the Amazon get ripped down because they need to plant palm oil trees or something like that. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly what the trees were that they were planting, or coca oil or something like that. Something. No, I think they were palm oil. And that that, that, that that's the, the blah, 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 blah. they're the same. That's the reason you don't buy stuff with palm oil in it because you're endangering orangutans because they're chopping down all the trees the orangutans live in, like I think bordering the Amazon or. Um, places like that 
to plant fucking palm oil trees and it's not good so you know what use all the paper you want stop consuming palm oil and just try and leave a, a smaller ecological footprint i don't remember i don't remember if i spoke about this on this podcast too but it, there were um i was on rogan's and they were talking about solar panels and how like yeah that's right i think i did nuclear power how nuclear power should be the way of the future because even solar panels like when you're done with the solar panel like you just fucking throw it out and it's the same waste but inside the solar panel there's like mercury and it's like toxic um which is bad for the environment it's bad for people that end up with it bad for people that are exposed to it when it's broken because if you break it then you end up with fucking poisoning and die it's you know ridiculous whereas nuclear power you store a little piece of plutonium and you keep it in a case somewhere and that plutonium is enough to you know power someone's home for their entire lifetime that's the way it should be not um or that's a better more efficient way than you know coal power or solar power or fucking wind power because you know it's wasteful to a wasteful to wasteful to a certain degree um but yeah I think that's enough about trees and solar energy. I went into that shit last week. Eh? Almost did almost did 10 minutes. 7 minutes or 6 minutes ain't that bad, eh? It's pretty um pretty efficient. Pretty efficient, mate. I'm just going to write that shit down. Um Yeah, I was going to I wasn't going to record the podcast today. I was going to record it tomorrow. And I was like, you know what? Caitlin's going out tonight. She's not here and I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking rip this shit out today. That way I can edit it, put the video and stuff together, start chopping up clips, get this shit ready to go, make sure I get all the fucking timestamps in there, put my time to the, no, put my time to the test. No, make, just make efficient use of my time is what I was trying to say. I was going to just lie down and have a sleep. I get pretty whacked out after um my Saturday brick session. It's exciting though. I feel better, like... Today was, you know, nine, it was big, it was solid. I feel better than I have in the past. Obviously, this is, you know, my third year round of this whole thing, of this whole Iron Man shears, and I feel better than I have in the past. So, it's exciting. I'm excited to see what I can do in Geelong. I think my goal, I haven't really formally written this down, but I, hang on, I'm going to, like, make this clear. I'm going to make this, I'm going to make the, I'm going to set the goal here live on the show. I've got to find out what I did Geelong in last year, though. So bear with me while I scroll back. Thankfully, I haven't posted that much on Instagram um, this year. No, there we go. Yeah, I haven't posted much, as much as I did in the past. I actually did a deep dive on myself. 4.53. Yeah, I want to come in under 4, 4.40. 4.40 or 4.30 is what I want my Ironman to be, which is doable. I just got to do better on the run. Um, yeah, so for Geelong, I want to do... For yeah, for Geelong Ironman, I think my goals are: I would like to swim in. What did I do last time? I did twenty-eight swim. I think I'm just gonna have a look to see if I did post my splits. I apologise if this is annoying, but I want to make sure I do it right. I don't think I posted my splits. No, I didn't. You cheeky bugger. Um. Yeah, I want to swim in sub 28. I don't, I think my record is a, like I always swim in the 28. So I'd like to swim 26, 27. Um, got a few months to get my swimming back up. And then for my ride, I would like to ride, or I'd like to average around 35. What did I average last time? I average around 35Ks an hour. So 90 divided by 35 is two and a half hours. Yeah, if I can do it in two and a half hours, that would be fucking awesome. I think I did it in 250 last time, so big improvement. I feel like I got the legs this year to do it, as long as I look after myself. It's my left glute and hip flexor that let, let me down heaps, that have been letting me down a bit lately. Um, but yeah, I'd like to ride in two and a half hours and then run. What did I run in last time? I don't know, but I'd like to run it in maybe an hour and a half. What would that give me? Quick maths. I don't have the ability to quick math. So 27 plus... Say two hours for the ride, two hours for the swim and the run, and then two and a half hours, four and a half. Fuck. So if I do that and then my transition just smooth as shit, then I can do it in 440. 
4.30. So let's see if we can do it. Let's see if we can tick those boxes, eh? Um, but yeah, going back to my hip and my glute, I have been, like I did some stretching yesterday. It's just been, I don't know, it's been aching. Been really tight, really sore. I did some yoga yesterday. Maybe that's why I haven't done, like today it's not too bad. I haven't done yoga a lot in the last two weeks. I did, for the first time yesterday, get back on the yoga train. So maybe I've got to do some later on today. Um, later on today, I say, like, I'm going to do stuff after this. I'm just going to record this and go eat dinner and then go to bed. <laughs> that's how it's done in this town, bro. Um, yeah, hip and glute are giving me a bit of grief. But you know what? I'm gonna. I'm not going to fall, fall trapped to um, getting injured again. Speaking of that, I can't believe I forgot to tell you this. I, so on, when did I last run? That's, so yeah, from last Saturday, I, Sunday, I did one more trail run. I think I mentioned it on this podcast when I recorded it, because I recorded it when I got back from that run. I did a trail run and my soleus, which is like your Achilles calf around there on the inside, started to hurt. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. I think it was from the hills. Um, which I later found out to be true. I was like, I don't like how this feels. It's not that great. Got through Monday. Um, Monday was a ride and a swim. And I was like, okay, it's fine. Ran Tuesday and it flared up again. And I was like, oh, this hurts a bit. I don't know how I feel about it, but still got all my run done. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Lift to fight another day. Did some strength at Arvo. Then woke up and ran on Wednesday morning too and oh boy by the end of the run on Wednesday it was not good I was running uphill and I was like I think my Achilles is gonna snap like that's how bad it felt it was so painful and I went to take my socks off and like I would twist it in the wrong way and I'd be like oh it would burn uh so I was pretty worried I messaged Nicola and I was like hey my soleus is you know feeling a bit worse for wear I don't think I can I'm just gonna leave it and see how I go um I was really worried I managed to ride on Wednesday afternoon. I had a trainer set and it was pretty hard, pretty tough. So I didn't think I'd get through it, but I did. I managed I managed to do it fine. And I was like, great, I can ride. Worst case scenario, I just don't run until next week. And then we get back on the train. And then I obviously had Thursday, Friday to, you know, off it. And then today running on it again um, for my brick session. I was pretty worried because it fucking felt like, it honestly felt like my Achilles was going to snap. And I was like, I have to run home. I was like, but if my Achilles snaps, I'm fucking done, dude. I'm out. That's it. I'm, I'm on the side of the road. I'm crawling back. I'm army crawling. And I ain't got no Achilles to run on. Thankfully, that didn't happen. Anyway, long story short, I'm not really short, long story long. I, yeah, today was fine. It was great. So I did a bit of research when it started hurting again on Wednesday. I was like, what makes your soleus sore? And like one of the top reasons was, you know, an increase in like increase in volume, increase in elevation without probably building up to it. And I was like, that's what did it for me. I went from running like 150, 200 meters of elevation a week to running like a thousand. No. Yeah. To running like close to a thousand a week for like six to eight weeks. So that's exactly what did it. Thankfully, tomorrow I'm back to running on like flatter ground. Got to, you know, get used to, got to transition this hill strength into speed strength for Geelong. So back on the flatlands tomorrow, which will be good. Good fun. I don't know. I don't even know where to run now um, from, like, I don't know where to get that much distance that's not from home. I'm just so used to running from home, like all my long runs for the past two months, two or three months, two, two and a half months have been from home. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. I might actually map that shit in Strava once I'm done on here. Um, all right, I'm gonna pause for a sec because I want to change the battery on my GoPro. And I am back. Sorry. Well, actually, for you it's like a split second, but for me it was a little bit longer than I thought. I decided I was like, you know what? I'm gonna transfer the audio f- uh, visual file from my GoPro onto my computer to free up space. Like I wouldn't expect it to be that. But because it's, I wouldn't expect it to be that big and take that long, but because it's filming in 4K, it fucking took like 12 minutes, 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, okay, what do I do now? So I had some corn chips uh, while I waited. But it led me to say, I, um, I was scrolling Instagram, right? And I came across this and I was like, 
was baffled. What is going on? Oh, I was, you know, I was posting something. Um, I was baffled, right? I would have thought horsepower was one horse. Wrong. Although it may seem safe to assume that one horsepower is the output of a horse is capable of creating at one time. That is incorrect. In fact, the maximum output of a horse can be up to 15 horsepower. And the maximum output of a human is a bit more than a single horsepower. For extreme athletes, this is this output can be even higher with Tour de France rises. Tour de France riders outputting around 1.2 horsepower for 15 seconds and just under 0.9 horsepower for a minute. I always imagined that a horsepower was a horsepower, but it's not. A horsepower... No. Yeah, horsepower is like 1 15th. I'm so confused. But I just don't like that fact. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know where my math was going with that one, but let's just move on so we can forget about it. I, yeah, that took longer than I thought it was going to take to transfer on, but, you know, here we are. I Just before I jumped on here, I actually listened or watched on YouTube Mark Norman's comedy special, and it was very funny. He I, It baffled me because because I'm thinking of this whole stand-up thing and thinking about writing jokes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I was like, he if you listen to his comedy, his cadence is very quick, so he drops in a lot of jokes in a sh- He's just constantly pumping jokes out there, like bang, 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 punchline after punchline after punchline for like an hour. And I was just like, how the fuck? That that must take so much work to write an hour um, of material if your joke is just line after line after line. Like he will just hit you with fucking three lines in the space of, you know, one sentence. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, so I got a lot of respect for that, man. Because if I was to do it, like, well, I'm going to have a crack. My stuff's going to be more, you know, story-orientated. Story I'll just tell stories about stuff with a funny twist. You know, I might put a bit of mayo on them as well. Vegan mayo, obviously. But I might put a bit of mayo on the stories. But, you know, a bit of a twist, a comedic twist. Um, not punchlines, you know, not fucking one-liners. It's that, That'd be, fuck it, that'd be a lot of work. Wild. Um, but... I was going to just let the podcast, you know, I was just going to keep filming until it ran out, but I was like, ah, it's annoying when it runs out and I don't know it because the time gap, it's harder to line up the audio basically. Whereas when I know I can stop it at the same time, it's easier um, than if it just runs out because it'll stop, but then I'll miss five seconds or so. And then it's just weird to try and line it up. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop it early, reset it and then roll with the punches. Um, but I went and saw the dogs as well, and it reminded me when I was riding this morning. I, you know, they were both outside, and I could see them in front of where my bike was. And one Hudson, the older one, went out to take a wee, and then Axel runs out there to wee with him. And they both like were right up next to each other. Axel decided to like rub butts with Hudson, and they both peed in the same spot. I thought it was very funny. I tried to take a photo, but um. I wasn't quick enough, unfortunately, which is funny because Axel wheezes for legit like two or three minutes. I shit you not. I have a video of him on my phone. I was going to post it to Instagram. He wheezed, he weed for two minutes and the way he like, I might actually share it. So if you see it, laugh, react it. He, um, yeah, the way he wheezes, it's just, it's unorthodox, man. But it's because he gets tired of standing there for so long. In the morning, first thing in the morning, you let him out to do a wee. He'll fucking wee for two two minutes. Dead set. Without a doubt. Crazy. Oh, it's got like a shooting pain. <laughs> Imagine if I fucking wiped out on the podcast. Be fucking, that'd be a pretty crazy, pretty wild way to go. Footage of it on the GoPro. Wild. Um, yeah. I wonder what I'm going to call this episode. Maybe I'll call it something relating to kangaroos. I didn't really touch on anything important in this, did I? Nah, I seem to just be... I've got to pick topics and talk about them, but I just I just don't... I don't know. I don't know what to talk about. If you've got any topic suggestions, fucking shoot them through because I, um, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what topics to speak of. I like just jumping on talking shit about a bunch of different stuff. Maybe I should pay more attention to the news and pick a news topic to rant about and talk about that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. But you know what? It's Saturday. Good vibes around. Finished my training. Sorry if you can hear me swallowing. It's annoying. I know I get annoyed when I can hear that shit on um, 
other people's podcasts. So it'd be bad if I was doing it to you guys on my own podcast, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Fuck. I'm going to wrap it up. Wrap that shit up, dog. Wrap it up in a nice neat bow and pass it off to the, the fellow. Oh, shit. Imagine if, imagine if I tried to do something on stage and that happened. And I was like, Imagine if I got up there and it turned out I was a robot and I wasn't actually human. And I just got up there and I was just started short-circuiting. And then, yeah, truth was out that I wasn't actually human as a robot. Um, someone actually does call me Terminator, so it's not too far-fetched. But yeah, if you've got topics, send them through. I like talking about a bunch of different things. I don't like talking about the same thing all the time. I like talking about a bunch of different things. So send them through. Happy days. Um, I will speak to you guys next week. Have a fucking fantastic week. Remember, you're capable of awesome fucking things. Um, I need a cool way to sign this off. Remember, guys, you are awesome of capable. You are... Fuck, fuck, fuck. Reset, reset, reset. Sorry. Remember, guys, you are awesome. You are capable of wonderful things. But above all, just remember, barking at a kangaroo doesn't always scare it off. Or it doesn't always scare it off because it's scared of you barking. you got to try harder. So sometimes you just got to put the fruit where the apple lies and, you know, have a crack at looking at the palm trees Drink the water, then turn it into wine, you know? Don't lick the grapes, chop them in half, put them in a fruit salad, eat it with some vegan yogurt. Don't put the granola on it though, because you're going to have that in a bowl with some orange juice. Have a good day. Peace out. Enjoy the outro music. Music.